Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host and DM, JC, here with uh, three nerds. Uh, <laughs> the man on the ones and twos, leaning back, stretching, showing off the Aaron Rodgers jersey, uh, soon to be the NFC top seed. Crossing the fingers. That's Norm, uh, Tom, M, Norman, Aaron they are the top seed. He is soon to be the NFL MVP and hopefully Super Bowl MVP. I thought they had to win yet today to be the top seed. Nope. They have to the... clinch it, to, to lock it in, they do. To lock yep. it in. Okay. Yeah. That's they have New Orleans. They have New Orleans by a game and a half right now. Okay. Of course, that other voice you hear is Jeff Doc Williams. Good morning, everyone. Our lore master, our resident rules guy and all that fun stuff our lord <laughs> and, and savior not... <laughs> did you say our lord and savior i did sometimes it feels that way uh, then of course the final box the man with the plan ryan Crixus kukta boom sound get him i can't believe you just called him a box i deserve box. it final box <laughs> clean though yeah pre-show folks pre-show you gotta you gotta watch it a lot of box talking pre-show fair it, yeah <laughs> I mean, um does anyone want to recap last week <clears throat> i can do it <laughs> of course you will doc be be real uh real quick so we can uh, get into this uh, spent a little bit of time in Fire Shear in the morning. Uh, we procured a map from uh, a map maker gnome. I think she was a gnome with uh, everything in her hair. Uh, stopped yep. by a blacksmith to put a handle on an axe and not steal any gold or silver or other precious metals. Thought about um, it for a hot minute. Picked up the dogs from the very fancy dog groomer and hit the restaurant, threw some snacks and some bags, and uh, hit the trail. Uh, on the trail, noticed paw prints, big and little, and just about the time we were having that discussion, one of them decided to make an attack. Aaron got in the way, stopped the, the cat from attacking the dogs, and we initiated combat, uh, leaving off after Crix just fired a guiding bolt at Craig the cat, I think it was. Yep. Great. And uh, uh, dealt some damage and uh, we're in it. All right. Craig Hold and Cat. Fighting Craig and Cat. Um, you know what I need to do? I need that stat block. But the next person up in this order after the guiding bolt on Craig, which succeeded. <clears throat> is Aranon, so he has advantage on his next attack, correct? I do. Yep. Because it was a successful guiding bolt. And if I remember correctly, I have short sword in hand, so I am going to... Oh my god. Why didn't <laughs> even make my on. choice Please yet? Please verify you are a human. No, I, I'm trying to open up the stat block. It says... I opened up D&D Beyond and it says, please verify you're a human. I've never seen that box before. Well, that should be <laughs> very simple, to be honest. It's clicking a box, but yes. So, well, so what I would you like to do, Aaron? 
It is D&D Beyond, so I mean, you could be an orc, you could be a... Well, it's true. Crixus is a tiefling. I could be a dwarf. Dwarf, half-elf. You got lots of choices. Baxi. Alright, I am going to take my short sword and swing away. Roll, roll with advantage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Nine. Nope, twelve. Nine. Twelve. With, with twelve. advantage? Oh, with advantage, no. With advantage, yes. Really need that I was advantage. I was distracted. Ooh, advantage helps. 23. That is much better. Yes, that hits. All right. And you get your sneak attack. All right. So sneak attack. So I do this. Why does he get a sneak attack? out of? Because uh, a short sword has finesse. And he has advantage on the attack. Oh, yes. Yep. There the rule that doesn't come that's into play as well. Like, like, what is it? Oh, yeah, it's advantage. That's right. So that's what I needed. To know. So, yes, 10, with, bolt. 10 with my regular damage, and then, oh, this sucks. 4 with my 3d6. So, 14. What? 14? Wow. One, 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 2. Gross. That is gross. 1, 1, two. Oh. Happens to even the that best looking of us. Pretty poor. Slices through this beast's shoulder, and it screams in your face like a woman that got sliced in the shoulder. Unsettling. The, the fact that a humanoid type scream comes out of these creatures. Um, are you moving? No, I'm just wanna... my dog. Right. Swing with your other hand. Got a dagger in your other hand. I don't currently have anything in my other hand. Can I? Can I do that? I feel like you would. Perhaps I always say. assume if you're drawing one weapon, you're drawing both, unless you say otherwise. Oh, being a rogue. And I as always assume I just draw the one that I say I draw. Um, well, you had that one out because you made an attack with it pre-initiative, so you could have a second yeah. one out there. Yeah. Right. So I am also going to take out my rapier. No, that's not Kind of giving you the dual wield feet without actually you having it. Um, so it has to be a finesse to weapon play. or a light weapon, right? Yeah. So yes. it has to be light. And yeah. Has to be light. Yep. All right. So I'm going to actually take out my dagger and uh, try to skewer it in the side of the head. In the side. Side of the ear of the neck. The ear hole. Kind of Elliot. I so if it's in my if it's, if it's in my offhand, do I have to do anything special? Like, oh, never. Uh, mind. You don't um, get to just, add your just... um bonus to it. It's just the weapon damage. Yeah, so one. So one. <laughs> one does not hit. You slice okay, oh, one to hit. One, one to hit does not hit. That's a net one. We got to do something for net ones. I already feel shame. What else do you want? Shots on Sunday morning. Shots on Sunday mornings. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> Other games we do shots. Um, All right. Nat finally, natural one. Grab the hammer and slam it down on your hand. There we go. 
No, too much. Good, good fail style. That remi- that, is. that reminds me of an old awful joke. Anyways, um, Doc, you are up next. Save it for the post show. All right. <clears throat> Remind I'll pick me. Pick up this uh, this, this new uh, new great axe, Bulwark Smasher. Uh, that is a great unfasten axe. the unfasten the cloak and let that drop so it doesn't get in the way. And uh, can I get up to the one that's not by Aaron? Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, and I would like to be not between it and the dogs, but like perpendicular, so that uh, so I'm kind of on the side of it in case anybody starts throwing fireballs or anything. Okay. And I will make my first attack. Okay. You unhinge the cloak, revealing a actual kind of nice breastplate, and <laughs> goes charging around to the side of this cat and kind of you guys with how big these cats are as he goes around you kind of lose sight of him see like yeah it's hard to see doc on the other side um i'm assuming 12 does not hit 12 does not hit all right second attack natural one this is going well glad glad for bringing me along i'm gonna go ahead and use my action surge to take an additional action on my turn and i will attack again Oh man, it's finally. not getting better. And D and D people finally understand that. Um, did you use an accent surge in the last fight? Does anyone know? Uh, is this I, the first where we may know you're a warrior? I yeah, have this is not. This is the first. I mean, the closest. Attack. Yeah, the closest thing I had to an attack was smashing that thief across the back, and yeah. that's that's it so far. Um, so yeah, so action surge gives a fighter an additional uh, action. And since I'm level five fighter, uh, I get two attacks per action. So uh, the fourth one, 18 to hit. 18 hits. Assuming that finally hits. What happened to the third one? Right. Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That's that's good. Let's see. Uh, 13 damage. 13 damages. All right. Okay. Four swings and one hit. Gotta love it. Let's get those out of the way. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. All right, Ellie is going to follow Doc in that direction. Um, she will actually, actually, she's going to do two things. She's going to stay where she is. Can oh, can she do both these things? That's the question. Yeah. Oh, she cannot. Because mm. one, they're both leveled. Damn. Um, she's so a strong she... empowered woman John she can do whatever she wants she can bend the laws of magic I don't think so I, I god say no <laughs> um, oh she doesn't even have it really wow that's wild somebody had not to give her a guiding rules. bolt what's that coach somebody had to apply the rules yeah. rules are meant to be broken so she's going to summon a spiritual weapon on the opposite side of the cat that Doc is fighting. Um, and swing with that. We'll roll. For 18, that, that is definitely a hit. Feels hit-ish. Oh, yeah. For 12 damages. That is most excellent. 
Um, oh, hang on one second. Hang on one second. I gotta read spiritual weapon. Um, it's an, it makes an attack roll when you cast it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a saving throw. Nope. Yep. It's a bonus action, so she can still cast a spell. I'm not sure what rule you're going for. I'm trying to throw them all out there. <laughs> well, it's a bonus action, but it's a first level spell, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. It needs, yeah, it's got to be a saving throw. Right. Okay. Um, then we are. That is well, actually, no. She will move. She's gonna move up to that same cat because she can. Um, oh, I'm on the same different page. She's gonna swing at it because she can. Um, with her mace to the face is twenty-one. Four. It's angry. Seven damages. Check that princess. Excuse me. Uh, that cat is immediately going to turn around and swing at her. Um, because it just did a bunch of stuff to her. Um, oh, and it's going to like fall on its face. <laughs> that one. If it didn't have four legs... I would I would have it be prone right now, um, but it has four legs, so it's hard to go prone. Um, and that is its one one action. It's one attack. I think it's one attack. That's bullshit. <laughs> uh, the other cat is going after. Let's see who's Aaron was the last one that did it. So Aaron, this thing's gonna try and bite you. Um. Does a 14 hit you? Oh, no. 11. Never mind. 11 does not hit you. Neither one would hit me. Okay. I'm tough. You so, you so Dexy. Back I'm so to... Dexy. Back to Crixus. At the top. Alright, I will... Um... Go up to the one that Crixus, or I'm sorry, that uh, Aranon was engaged with. And I am going to whack at it with my hand axes. Are you carrying a shield? Yeah. All right. Sorry. An interruption. Um, 14 to hit. 14 hits it. Absolutely. Ooh. You're on the same one that Aranon's on, correct? Correct. Alright. Yep, 14 absolutely hits it. And that's 7 damage? 7 damages? Okay. And then I am also going to cast a spiritual weapon. Okay. And it is in the form of a whip. And I'm going Ooh. to whip at that cat. I did not. Um, I did not state what Ellie's spiritual weapon was. Um, Think about it. They're fighting cats, so it's got to be like a. Uh, yeah, whip. It's, it's a chair. No, it's got to be no, one of those little pole. things, the pole with the yeah, mouse at the end. <laughs> <laughs> or cat, cat toys. Yeah, like, and you, she's whipping it with that. 
and she's got the That's little cat dingly thing I'm at going, the end. I'm going with the stool, like they're trying to tame these things. So we got the whip with Crixus and the stool with Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Lion uh, tamers. 16 to hit with the spiritual weapon. Absolutely. Hits. And then it will be 8, eight damage. 8 damages. Got it. Oh, and then Crixus right. is just gonna shield up and go. Alright. Um, Aranon, we are back to you, sir. Creepy screaming cats screaming in your face. Uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take the short sword and take another hack at it. Okay. I am bound and determined to protect my doggy. Nat 20. Nice. And you get to roll your sneak attack because Crixus said he rolled up on it. Yep, he's up against it. So you have, because it's engaged with another friend. So that's... uh, So that's considered critical hit, right? So I right-click critical hit? Yep. Yep. And it should hopefully also double your sneak attack dice. So 14 on that, and then critical hit on sneak attack. Yeah, I just right-click, and it has the option. So there's 6d6. So 14 plus 17 is 31 points of damage. You want to describe how this guy dies? (laughs) Hmm short sword huh so it's not a rapier i'm going to as i swing i'm coming down and the thing is kind of ducking down to try and get out of the way but the short Mm -hmm. sword just gets cleaved right through his head so it goes down and his head just pops open on both sides just melons melons splits his head right in half there's a sickening crunch split and blood kind of goes and over his white fur in the white snow it stands out like a like bright red in the in the snow and your sword actually comes through clean it doesn't hang up or anything and you kind of see this pulsing gaping wound as this blood just kind of pours out of this cat's head and it slumps forward Christmas uh, <laughs> the animal Merry Christmas, yeah, right. Deserved it. It was naughty. <laughs> He's on the naughty list. <laughs> um, you're an elf, right? Half elf. Half elf. <laughs> oh, close enough. The, half, the elf would know that he's on the naughty list. <laughs> um, so I'm only half aware that he's naughty? <laughs> sure. You got the naughty half of the list. The <laughs> naughty half of the list. Yeah, you don't know who's good. You just know who's naughty. Uh, that brings up Doc. All right. Well, I will just try to keep on swinging. Just a swing. Uh, 19 to hit. Mm-hmm. Yep, 19 absolutely hits. Uh, seven damage. Seven damages. Second okay. attack. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. 
shook off that first round shooter. Ten damage. Ten damages. No one looks. Well, he's he's looking a bit weaker than he was. Um. Yeah, that seems like a good turn. I'll be done. All right. Ellie is going to. My mouse does not carry over to my Chromebook. Uh, Ellie is going to mace to the face, as she does. And she stumbles in the snow and actually has to put her hand down to hold herself up as she misses. Uh, her spiritual weapon comes through from the other side. Find it. Here it is. Do, 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 do. 17 to hit, absolutely, for her, ooh, and then a 6 on the D8 for 10 damages. Um, Very nice. There we go, and that brings us back to the cat, which is going to swing at her, because she's the last to swing at it. <laughs> wow, these cats are not doing so hot today. Swings at Ellie and misses. They're expecting a bird meal, and they got... You know, something a little fiercer. So, uh, like, like a, like a, um, you know, it's like one of those, uh, I don't know. Yeah. One of those animal videos you see where the animal thinks he's got the upper hand and then suddenly it's like, oh, this is more than I bargained for. <laughs> there's always a bigger one. Yep. Yep. There's always a bigger fish. Thought it was a raccoon. Turns out it's a porcupine. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. Thought it was a squirrel. Turns out it was a skunk. <laughs> Hmm. Um, Crixus. The you saw Aranon cleave open the head of this one in front of you. You do have a bit of blood on you from it. Uh, you turn to see uh, a spiritual weapon swing and hit a um, the other cat. You don't see Doc. You can see Ellie's nearby, near its face. Um, how far away is the other cat? About 30 feet. You can move into melee if you wanted to. I will... I think your spiritual weapon can probably move over there too. Yeah. I'll first move the spiritual weapon. Okay. Um, I mostly just want the visual of the whip and the chair. So... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I will attack there. Ooh, 23 to hit. Good strong presence. Yeah, Four damage. Four damage. Whip it good. It's not the first time that's come up. Nope. And it will not be the last. And <laughs> I'm then, sure. Uh, I'll go back and uh, kind of attack the midsection with my yeah. hand axe. All right. Only 11 to hit. That misses. Yeah. You, you're right. pushing through the snow. It's like knee-high snow, and you're kind of charging through. And as you get there, you go to swing, and you realize, nah, I should have taken another step before I got there. <laughs> All um, right. That's it. It is Crixus. <sighs> of course, Aranon stood up when he needs to be fighting. <laughs> <clears throat> So, Aranon is... Let's see, what would he do? He's watching I think he'd water. throw a dagger. You think he'd throw he a dagger? His balls. We'll see. We'll see what he would like to do. 
timing was kind of awful, Norm. <laughs> sure, it's your go, dude. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Dog wanted to get out. Oh, that's fair enough. I don't uh, blame them. These cats are scary. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to put away my short sword and dagger and pull out my, my bowl. Okay, so you you drop them. You can't stow them. You got to drop them because it would be an action to put them away. But you can drop them and grab your bow and shoot. Fine. I drop them by my okay. feet, so I remember to pick them up. Okay. <laughs> we'll see Just if remember to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so short bow. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Absolutely hits. Come on, big numbers. Nice. Ten. Excellent. Ten damages. All right. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? No, I'm going to... say probably not, Hide honestly. Under the snow. No, I'm going to actually... Hide under the snow. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, use my bonus action to hide. Work. Drop down into the snow. <laughs> well, because I'm on one side of my dog sled, right? You, you could you could hide behind the other cat. You could hide down in the snow. Um, you're kind of. So I'm kind of picturing this as the line of dog sleds is here. Mm -hmm. You're up here in the front, like you guys were headed this way. You're up here in the front, in between these two. This is this being the cat. Your dog sled here. You're here. Other fight is going on over here. Doc is over here. Ellie's weapons here. She's here. Crixus's weapon is here, and he's moved up and swung between the weapons and missed. So you're over here. You yep. could get behind this cat to hide, or you could just drop down into the snow to hide. Because I was gonna say, if we have provisions and stuff on our sled, that'll that would have some cover too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could get around the backside your backside your sled and hide back there. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna stay by Prince and uh, hunker down behind my sled. Start making okay. a snow fort. That makes sense. Doc, uh, just attacking. This is a great axe. Uh, Twenty-one to hit. Thir that hits. Thirteen damage. Uh, how does this thing die? Uh. Since it's facing the other, or kind of the other way from me, sort of, uh, I'm going to go yep. for a, a spinal shot. Uh, spinal shot? Near, yeah, near the, probably near the base of the tail. Give it a nice, awkward ending. <laughs> so you, you wind it up with this great axe, and you, you like catch it like right at the back of the hips, almost, and sever pretty much it's from right in front of its legs to just under its tail and that whole chunk just kind of slides off and it turns to see what happened and just <laughs> falls out to the side dead and blood just kind of spills out onto the snow. There's a severed tail with a like hard, large chunk of meat on the end of it. That if the fight were continuing, you could probably pick up and use as an improvised weapon. Would have been fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, haunches. Yeah. Um, and then I guess um, 
look around to see if there's any more or anything else threatening. Um, you look around, it's suddenly relatively quiet. And as you look around, um, you hear uh, just a small mewing of like three little ones. You don't see them, but you hear them. Alright, I can be done with my turn if we're still in initiative. We're out of initiative. Okay. Alright, I'm going to get up from behind the uh, sled and look around and then go back and pick up my short sword and dagger, put my stuff away, and uh, check on Prince. Okay. Uh, Prince looks fine. You got there before the cat could even touch him. Um, he's a little jumpy, uh, a little growly, but that's Prince. I was going to say what else is new. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Doc, do you search at all for the other cats? Um, and then, that cat, Crixus, Ellie, the three of you here. Ellie dismisses her spiritual weapon. Okay, yeah, I'd probably talk to them and see, like, is our plan to, I mean, we have to take a rest here to rest the dogs, but are we going to do more, anything more with the, if the baby cats are around, or harvesting some pelt? Yeah, let's, well, first of all, no, we're not going to do anything with the babies. Um, Well, I'm not. You guys do whatever the hell you want. I'm going to take a look at the cat that was dropped right by me, the one I fought, and then, uh, See if I can get anything off of it. Harvest a pelt or whatever. Mm, let's see what we got here. Um, Ellie's like... She's torn. Yeah. She, she, she's, she's like, I hear them. Tough to just walk away. Yeah. Not much we can do about that. They they attacked us. I wouldn't feel bad. Understood, but... I think about those three. If they do survive, that could be more people like us that aren't aware or is... So, let's, so mercy, mercy killing, go, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Do you want to go into the woods and finish I it off? I don't want to. No, I don't want to. I don't even want to say what I just said. See a tear just kind of roll out of her eye. She's just like beside herself and it's awful. I'm going to throw my hands up in the air. I'm going to, I'm going to go look for the cat, for the babies before I harvest the, before I harvest the adult. She, she called. Crixus was going to say the natural order of things. As, as you go walking away or not, she, she just calls your name. Do you look back or stop her at all? I'm just going to keep going. She calls again. She says, Aaron. What? Make it quick for them, please. What the hell do you think I'm going to do? Like, toy with them? I'm going to turn her back around and keep walking. She sighs and she goes over to Princess. <laughs> Check on her dog. 
What's Crixus doing? Yes, Crixus, sorry. Shaking <laughs> his head dis in a disappointed way. And uh, then just going back to the um, to the dogs to feed them and water them while we're stopping. Okay. Doc would probably go with Aranon, but at a at a little bit of a distance to let him do his stealth thing. Um, but in case he needs a you know an axe to do a job. Aranon, you find him without much issue. Um, there's a little depression in the snow that looks like it was almost padded out as a resting place. Um, and they're kind of in there wrestling and pawing and being cute <laughs> with each other. I'm going to take out uh, uh, one of my daggers. and how, Well, first, before I actually crawl up on him, I'm going to look around to see if there are any adults. I'm going to kind of look um, around. Ten. You don't see any other adults or sign of any other ones. You see that how the two of them left this area. Mm -hmm. You don't see any trace of any other ones around there. All right, I'm gonna go up to him, say sorry, little dudes, and uh, take out my dagger and. So you Shit grab the first one as you pick the first one up to shish kebab it. it, it paws at you and one runs up and just kind of screams at you this little cute scream and jumps on your leg and it doesn't scratch you at all it's like nearly harmless yep i'm i'm going to just ignore it it's tough to do but i am going to deep breath one by one mm-hmm. <laughs> putting him back in the snow doc it's a little scary watching Aranon do this, but he has almost a switch in his head where he can just shut down any emotion he might feel in a situation to do stuff like this. And he yeah, takes care of it, If it doesn't look like he needs help, Doc will just stand at a reasonable no, distance. He doesn't need help at all. You just leave him laying there in the snow? I'm gonna, I'll cover him with the snow. Okay. You head back. Um, uh, when you get back to the wagons, Ellie is still just snuggling with the princess and rubbing her and scratching her behind her ears and patting her back and stuff. And Before I came back, I, I cleaned off my knife in the snow so that way there wouldn't be any blood on it so Ellie wouldn't freak out. Does care a little bit, folks. <laughs> I still don't want to have to deal with her complaining to me about it. Watching her. It may be in self-interest, but he does care a little bit. Kirk's just playing on the, the loot by the time they get back. Anything appearing? Yeah, I'm just trying to make a cat. Make like a cat. The battle. <laughs> playing the tale of the battle. Uh, make a performance check. 
17. 17, yeah. There's a, you actually see the shapes kind of form in the snow and a, a recreation of the battle, the chair, the whip, the the dock, the, uh, just everybody. <laughs> and there are these two crag cats, the sleds. You actually do a very good job at recreating this. Could be better, but it's actually really good. If, if you're watching it, you would understand what was going on. Aaron, as you head back, you said you had wanted to harvest the cats. So I need a survival check from you. I'll assist. Okay. So you have advantage on these. Eleven Actually, on one. Checks. And oh, nice. Twenty-four on the other. Yep. You are able to. One's a little. Um, one's almost like the first one you do. You're kind of cutting away the hide with the knife. And it's it's a little sloppy uh, where the legs are. It got a little ugly. Um, but you learned from the process of doing it. The second one's nearly pristine. Um, so you can put uh, two cat hides, Craig cat hides, in your inventory. Craig and spelled like the name? Uh, no, C-R-A-G. Craig, like a Craig. Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig. I think Craig. I was. Yeah. That was his name, Craig and Cat. But Craig, he owned like 50 cats, and <laughs> just the, the door got left open, and they just ran out. He was a crazy cat man. There, he, there was stuff he had to do. Catman do. Oh. <laughs> ouch. All right. Yeah, ouch. Ouch is right. So you guys rest the dogs. Proceed to move on your way. Um, as you're looking at the map, Crixus, you guys have been kind of um, following along. Uh, there is a... Um, and I actually need to pull this map up myself. Now that I've done this, um, there's a city off to the east that's marked on there, but there is a definite line around the city um, that gives you the idea that you sh probably shouldn't go near it. In fact, it's got like frowny faces on it, and it's along the line there are um, like dots kind of connected. Um. It is marked as Iron Master. It's the name of this city. Um, so you you realize you're probably getting kind of close to it. I need you to make a perception check. All of you can actually make a yep. perception check. I don't see it. 18. Four. 18. Four. Okay. Uh... Fair enough. 17. 17. And let's see what Ellie's got. No, Ellie doesn't see it either. Um, Doc and Aaron, what you see in the distance are actually several large pillars spaced probably about 100 meters apart. And when they point that out, Aaron, or Crixus, looking at the map, you'd realize that's probably the dots along this line. 
almost like a territorial marking or something like that. <clears throat> I mean, I'll turn around and say, it appears that's noted as Iron Master. We, we should likely not visit that. Is there any interest in stopping there? The only thing you know, um, Doc, is that Iron Master is a dwarven settlement. I've I've heard of Iron Master. I, I know the dwarves live there, but uh, that's all I can recall. So it's not like a full town. It's just a. Would they? Would somebody there? Do you think Doc would they be able to fix my spyglass? Dwarves aren't necessarily known for their craftsmanship of those types of tools. They're more into weapons and items of stone and masonry. Um, I, I wouldn't expect that the dwarves would be that capable. I'd maybe look for some elves or maybe a, a larger human city. Okay, yeah. I mean, is there anything... Do we need to look for more weapons or sell anything off, I guess? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know it's... that it'll be any any fancier than what we find in Ten Towns. All right. Craig says that this talk, as you're looking at the map and kind of listening to this talk, it's unsettling you a bit because there is a big-ass frowny face next to the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It appears someone has warned us against stopping here. I, unless we would have direct business, I, I feel we we need to move on and quickly to do so. All right, I'm down for that. Trust the map until we don't trust the map, I guess. All right, if we've been going for an hour, we probably have to stop and mm-hmm. feed our horses or feed our dogs. But yep. Stop, you feed your dogs. As you're feeding the dogs, you can see you're probably maybe like 100 meters or so from this border where the road trails through. Um, make perception checks as you're just kind of, you have your camp set up. and Better. 18. 18. Okay, that's good. Aaron, I have a perception check. Let's see what Ellie's got. Ellie does not see. Ellie is still a little distraught about the Cubs thing. She isn't crying about it anymore, but... She didn't like what we what was had to be done. Air non-perception check. He's ones and twosing. All right, what am I? Oh, 21. 21, okay. <laughs> you and Chris both actually see a dwarven patrol. I'm walking from one of these pillars to another. They're just patrolling the edge. And it's actually kind of difficult to see because it's like you see this much of them in the snow <laughs> from like here up. They've got a nice worn path that they follow. Right along the edge of this, these columns. They appear to see you guys come out to 
greet you or anything. They just keep making their patrol. So Crixus will remind our team, remember, convey no hostile intent. Why is everybody looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to flip my hood up. Aranon. Ellie says. Looks like you're trying to hide. Just keep be natural. God damn it. Put my hood back down. <laughs> um something you've noticed as you've gone on, it's it's dark. Now. Like it it got dark quick as you traveled from where you were to here. Over the course of this day, the, the skies become nightlike. And you know it's much earlier than it should be to be nightlike. And as you're kind of observing this, you see them walking by. The night is illuminated by a shimmering magic Aurora Borealis style light in the sky. Although it's mid-afternoon right now. You guys, it doesn't surprise you at all. You you understand that they're dealing with an eternal night, but this is the first time you've actually like seen. So, is it cloudy? Are there stars? It is clear. You see stars and this um, magical light above you. Is there any indication of where the sun should be? Like, uh, no. Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. Almost as if there's some sort of... Hard to say. It's just, it's weird. There's no... It's nighttime. So it's like this all the time, huh? Depressing. I don't know. I think it's kind of beautiful. Ellie smiles. You would. kind of looking up at them. I mean, when you grow up underground, this is brighter than that, so. You grew up underground? In the caves, yeah. Mining. Okay. I I often forget dwarves. Yeah, most of your civilizations are underground. That makes sense. That's beautiful for now, but... It would get old fast, not seeing any indication of the night. I suppose you're right. That's... <sighs> that is why the people need our help. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, shall we? Shall we head on? Yeah. This the monoliths. Those stone things are giving me the creeps. Yeah, not much is gonna is gonna be accomplished by uh, staring at the sky. Okay, so you guys head on into um. Hang on a second, I gotta find this. Okay, here we go. So you guys head on into the eternal night, um, and you come across well and here's something you noticed is that there's no moon in the sky tonight 
it is it is a new moon um and you you come across the first of ten towns um late um you do see it in the distance and instead of trying to spend a night in the freezing cold makes sense to push in get this because it's only an hour away when you first see it the town you arrive in is probably the largest of all of ten towns in Spring Chander um, as you pull into the town there is some uh, some commotion going on and you don't realize this but this is actually a and i shouldn't say commotion uh, there's something there's an event going on in the northern edge of town that you hear people out and about which you don't know this yet but that's unusual here it is so cold that for the majority of people will spend the time indoors they do their work indoors they they only go outside to um to travel from place to place and most of the time when they're outside a citizen of ten towns or brinchander is looks relatively the same it looks like a bundle of clothing and you guys realize that the the warm weather clothing you bought down south it's not quite cutting the mustard uh it's it is biting cold but um as you enter the town there's a large group of people gathered um and there are four people on a stage uh one of them seems like they're tied up and as you're approaching you see them untie this person and start taking the clothing off of them the warm weather clothing and everything stripping them down to their skivvies they retie up their wrists and then proceed to hang them from a pole like a like a hangman's pole by their wrists out on the northern edge of town and just as they're hoisting them up you kind of arrive to um see what is going on I'm going to look at Crixus and say, boy, this sure doesn't look promising. You thought Luskin was bad. Well, we're going to enter the town anyway, right? So is there any nearby townsfolk that I could talk, that we could engage in conversation with without um, There's some on the edge. Of, like, the crowd is kind of more compact towards the stage and as you back up that it's like any concert or any gathering where people are watching something as you get further back they're spaced out a bit more and yeah there are a couple people in back that you could talk to um it's hard to tell what any of them are you don't know elf uh you could guess dwarf by height or goliath by height but other sure. than that they all kind of look like bundles of cloth uh, can i find up. a nearby elf uh maybe by height maybe it might be a human you can find a, sure. someone in that range sure yeah sure um and then i'd like to get close enough to that individual and uh close enough where i could assess their race make a perception check 
Yep. Fifteen. Fifteen. It's no. You can't really. It's very, right. very difficult. What you basically get is that much of them, and unless you get a real good look at their eyes, and some of them that's that's set in like a good three inches from there, so it's all shady. They the, right. telling these people well, apart is very difficult. I'll pick an individual approximately my height, and okay. I will speak in common tongue, and I'll say, uh, okay. what was the accused? Uh, what what are they being hung for? Um, the the head kind of turns to look look at you. Um, and you hear a muffled voice from inside say, they aren't accused. Um, they they were the lottery winner um, for the sacrifice to Oral. I look back to my crew and make sure that they heard that. They didn't. They wouldn't. Okay. It's hard to hear um, through the muffledness. And, and then I'll say back... Um, do all the towns perform such a ritual? Uh, most of some sort, their sacrifices made to oral. Um, we are we are a large enough city. We sacrifice ourselves to oral. Um, every new moon, there is a sacrifice made and a lottery drawn at noon and at midnight. They're brought forth. This one's better than most. He's older and he doesn't have any family. He went relatively willingly. Some of them, it's a screaming, chaotic mess as they try and get them up there. But all, all those right. over the age of 18 are in the lottery to be sacrificed, and it's for the good of the town. Some of the towns offer up whales. Um, some of them offer up their heat. They do not start fires or have any form of warmth through the night on the new moon. Indeed. Uh, it all depends on the size of the city and yeah. It's never easy to do. Thank you for that gift of knowledge, good sir. And then I will take a silver out of my pocket and give the individual a piece of silver. Uh, he, he kind of put it in this big mitt and he kind of just puts his other hand over it and <laughs> kind of just holds it. He doesn't really have a good way to go into pockets. <laughs> um, and you get the idea looking at him that they are bundled up and you kind of shiver a little bit against the cold and go, they may need to find where they got their stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. And as, as um, the body is hung. There's the guy that's kind of leading it all. You hear some voice. You can't make out what he's saying, but he kind of arms in the air and kind of looks to the sky and uh, yells something out. And the crowd then disperses and everyone kind of heads back to their home. And it takes about five minutes and the place is a ghost town. Other than this body. So in that five minutes... Yeah, so in that five minutes, I head back to our group and kind of explain what was explained to me that 
um, the the presence of Oral has um, really sculpt the landscape and, and the towns where most of them provide a, a sacrifice to Oral in order to you know to maintain her favor and in this town they sacrifice live individuals from the town through a lottery system I'm going to look at Crixus and say, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to respond back and say that our, our, our task is more important than we could have ever imagined. Ellie's incredibly quiet. Like, she's she's beside herself that a city would do this. Close five minutes in the cold is a long time when you don't have warm clothes on and you're strapped to a pole. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of warm clothes, I am freezing my nuggets off. Let's find a place to store the dogs and uh, let's get a beer. My boots are not adequate for the depth of this cold. We, no. we should find some better, a better clothier. Agreed. All right, let me find this. Sorry. I don't suppose you asked that guy where we could hole up for the night, huh? It, it was not the nature of our conversation. All right. So, um, you guys are able to, um, find, oh, let's see. Oh, I have a map of Brinchander. Yeah, this is actually a rather, this is a super large city. And I will get you this, this map at some point, but here, here's Brinchander. You've actually. Good oh. God entered into this it's on a cliff um overlooking kind of a basin where you can see from if you were out at the edge of it you could see a few other of the ten towns um i think priority one is to find somewhere to board the the dogs agreed um, You'd be able to um, find, after a little bit of looking and asking around, uh, you'd be able to find that the North Look in and Tavern is available. They'd have um, lodging for the dogs as well. Uh, what was it called? The North Look. One word. N-O-R-T-H-L-O-O-K. Face the south. <laughs> kind of ironic, don't you think? Um, it's as you walk in to the North Look, you, you stole the dogs. Um, much, much better feeling about the uh, stable master here. Um, a Goliath woman. 
that is instantly, oh, they're such sweethearts and scritching them and we'll get you some food, right? And warm and like very much like the complete opposite of the asshole <laughs> fire shear. Um, she takes them and you feel much better. Um, she mentions uh, that uh, she'll tell the bartender or the, the innkeeper that you have these dogs and these many sleds and everything that'll be factored into your room um, cost. As you enter the inn, it is, there are a wide array of people in here. Uh, mercenaries, old people at the bar drinking, um, the stories that are being told. There's like fanciful stories being told. Um, it's actually a very big ass hearth with a huge fire going. It is a complete like world change when you go inside here from the bitter cold silence of almost a ghost town to this bustling in with several people, mercenaries, um, town folk telling stories and uh, travelers. Um, not a lot of travelers. It's more like mercenary work. It's, it's kind of a rough crowd, um, but not everyone seems rough. You get the idea that there are some locals that do show up here to drink stuff um there is a as you walk in there is a stuffed and mounted oh what the hell type of fish is this called again knucklehead trout yes the knucklehead trout on the wall on a plaque just go with it. Yep. There's a knucklehead trout on a plaque on the wall with this gold plate underneath it that says Old Bitey. <laughs> Five, six feet away. Old Bitey, huh? Old Bitey. Ask the innkeeper about that when she comes out. Um, do any of you approach it? Out of curiosity. You see it on the wall. Old bitey? Yeah. I Doc. Um Doc's seen some uh products of these towns that have passed through uh where he where uh, so he he's aware of what what it is and what they use it for. So he's like, Oh look, there's one of those things. One of what things, Ellie says. Uh, those knucklehead trout. They um, they make statues and fancy things out of them. Really oh. expensive. Uh, further south you go, because they're hard to come by. She goes walking over to it, and suddenly the damn thing bends at its middle and starts singing. <laughs> says, there's a place I like to go. Farther up the river's flow. Where it is, I do not know. It must be under all the snow. And then it flips back against the wall. Well, that's new. Kicks the laughs out loud. <laughs> Different. <laughs> I'll have to add that to show. my bard repertoire. <laughs> is that thing motion sensor? And because I would that i'm not making that crap up it's in the book <laughs> it's actually in the book 
I love D&D sometimes. Um, but you're looking around the, the North Brook. Um, there is a lot of uh, conversation going around, and you're hearing bits and pieces of it. Some of it talking about the... Um, uh, about the sacrifice being made tonight, but more so than that, which you think that would be kind of a big deal in a town like this, that the sacrifice would be the thing everyone would be talking about, but you're hearing bits and pieces of murder? Like, there are, there have been a couple of murders recently. Um, a little unsettling to hear. Uh, that seems to kind of be the general... Uh, one was talking about, um, oh crap, I'm on the wrong page, Oop, go back here, um, yeah, the, uh, sorry, finding, finding this, okay, um, um, here, there's, the, um, You hear mention of um, there was a trapper in East Haven that was murdered. Um, you think you're hearing a, there's a different group talking about a, a murder, and you think it may be the same one, but then uh, some someone mentions it. It was a human, a shipbuilder. Um, and then uh, it kind of shakes your um, shakes your confidence a little bit here, um, Doc, as you hear that uh, the last one was three days ago, and it was a dwarven glass blower right in Bryn Shander that was murdered. Hmm. Um, and you didn't think anything of it at first. Fights happen, people get murdered, but as you're hearing each one of these stories, they each have this. Um, each one of these bodies was found with a dagger of ice through the heart. As we're, as side note, as we're walking through and as we're in, I am occasionally throwing out the shocker, throwing out my thieves camp or my, <laughs> just uh, see if there's somebody I can get a hold of. As uh, make a perception check, or not? As you're throwing out the shocker and kind of looking around. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. You don't notice anyone responding back to the thieves' cant, but in the corner, smoking a long wooden pipe, is a um, kind of rough look looking. Um, dwarven female uh, she's got her feet up on a chair uh, she's got a pint of ale in one hand and she's smoking on her pipe in the other hand she's been watching you guys since you entered alright I'm going to keep an eye on her and uh, nudge uh, Doc and say uh Keep an eye on her. Does she, she seems like she's aware. Like she may be. She seems like she would be useful. Keep keep an eye on her, and I may 
ask you to go speak with her. Okay. Um, point of question for, uh, uh, did, did the group tell Doc what their overall mission is? I don't remember if that came up or if that would have been a side convo or if it was just, hey, we're traveling companions for now. I don't think that came up yet. Nope, not yet. And now would be a great time for Doc to ask some questions. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I know you guys were pretty intent on getting to 10 towns, as was I. Um, do you guys have a plan, a mission? You guys seem pretty excited to get to some business here. A friend inquired upon our service to head north and identify the uh, source of the endless night and hopefully rectify this issue. However, it's larger than I believe that we initially expected the issue to be. Do you have a plan? Well, we're headed north. Uh, 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 we don't really know. I'd say we're pretty well now, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plan as in what are we going to do now that we're here? No. We have, we, we, I guess I speak for myself when I say I had no idea what we were going to find or what was even this far north. So I guess after tonight we should probably have some sort of plan I guess but as of right now eh, not so much our plan was to head north and investigate doc uh, you seem to have a bit more familiarity with the, the northern regions um, uh, are you interested in continuing your travels with us or or will your service take you elsewhere well I, I guess now's as good a time as any to um um, tell you a little more truth about my story. Um, I'm not actually necessarily been completely truthful with you guys. Um, I just needed to get north. Um, my name's not actually Derek, and I'm not actually from Mithril Hall. Um, I'm You're running from someone. Ellie says. He's kinda. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if anyone's chasing me. I'm not sure if I was that important. I think it would be in your best interest to elaborate. And quickly, sir. Okay. Um. The story that I told you was kind of blended between me and a, a story I heard while traveling about uh, a different dwarf. Um, I, I grew up actually in uh, pretty far to the south in an average dwarven community in an average mining ca uh, cavern. Um, I tried to follow the footsteps of a great uncle and become an adventurer and I was to be honest, not that good at adventuring. 
and uh, I thought I, w- I was pretty confident and ended up losing myself and my services for about 15 years in, a, in an arena in Kalimshan, uh down to the south in the desert. And um, that's pretty much what I've been doing is, is battling gladiator style. And uh, eventually I was able to escape and uh, hopefully they never find the body of the guard. So, um, so and, and I was traveling north and uh, found you guys and and uh, continued my way north. So you were a slave. Essentially, yes, yes. Indentured servant is what they called it to make it sound not so bad. I'm gonna shrug it off. Like I'm gonna go. Like, kind of like, oh, and shake my head, meaning, okay, I get it. Um, and then say, makes makes sense. So what is your real name, sir? Oh, good, I found it. Uh, my, my birth name is Baron Fireforge, but you can continue calling me Doc. Baron Fireforge, Doc. Call you Doc. Damn it, now I have to change your nameplate. <laughs> I'll just leave it at Doc. Well, the it logistics. Has... It's a... <laughs> what, Derek? Yeah, it says Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so over the course of conversation, then just generally speaking, he explains the, the armor and the sword came from the guard. That uh, the, so the short sword that Aranon's wielding, they have a matching symbol, um, and he had modified the symbol while he was traveling so that it wasn't just the three lightning bolts. It had a mountain underneath it, so it's not too dissimilar from the tower symbol, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's got a mountain and uh, um, a few other uh, a few other traveling details. But uh, generally, you get the sense that he's not an evil person that he was escaping a bad situation and the guard that he killed was not a good person so um Early actually conversation uh, a waitress comes to the table with a without you guys ordering anything comes to the table with mugs of ale for each of you and kind of lays it out on the table and then puts a piece of paper in the middle of the table as well piece of parchment and then kind of walks away without saying anything unless you guys say something to her I'm just gonna give her the rock's eyebrow and take a take a tankard when, when you give her the rock's eyebrow that's when she puts the paper out on the table and then she taps it twice and then kind of leaves the table without saying much of anything alright I'm gonna quick slide over and grab the paper and while Doc is telling his story, I'm just going to look at it, see what it says. Um, it says, from the one in the corner with the pipe. All right. I'm going to fold it up and put it in my pocket. And uh, actually, John, I think that's a good place to stop because I'm going to have to give us time to wrap yeah, up because i got to be out at 10. That will actually be a perfect. Yeah, that'll work. Intriguing. So, 
we have a benefactor in the corner. Maybe she. And we thinks... have the Baron Fireforge. Maybe she thinks Doc is cute. <laughs> she might. She wants a piece of that dwarven hammer. Beard. Hammer. <laughs> axe. It's a great axe. <laughs> she, she... It's a great axe. I'm not going to elaborate any further than that because I can make that much dirtier. I was going to say something about being split, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Norm, for saving me from saying it. Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. It's a good time to stop. Yeah, I ran out of coffee like 20 minutes ago. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A big thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, new face, new follow. Thank you very much, Loophole King. Appreciate it. Okay, Much yeah. love. Um, we are all on Twitter. I am Tom M. Norman. Genius is Lazy Dragon GB. Cooch is Crazy Cooch. And Mr. DMJC is Wildfire1265. We are Two Nerds, One Quest on Twitter. The number two nerds, number one quest. Vote on show titles because I said so. I'm going to put that in the yeah. chat right now. Showbot. Sure. To do that bad boy up. Vote on show titles. We have we probably about a half dozen in there right now. Uh, I was gonna say you were typing a lot. Yeah, I was. Uh, show us some love. Give us some support. Give us some ratings wherever you get your podcast from: iTunes, Google, Amazon, uh, Stitcher. Uh, where else are they? Where, basically, any place you can get your. What's that? The spider. Scott cover band. <laughs> <laughs> was that said out loud? Because I no. missed that if it was. No, it wasn't. No, okay. I just threw it in there. Okay, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Share the show with your friends. Give us ratings. Uh, we're looking for new listeners. I think I think uh, we are uh, not necessarily young child appropriate, but share it with people that you think would like it. Yeah. Um, also, show your support patreon.com slash two nerds one quest we have some really cool um rewards including one with a mr dmjc where you get to pick his brain and have a monthly conversation with him about D or whatever it else happens to come up in the talk uh join our discord Absolutely. we have chats there um patreon.com slash two nerds one quest the discord link Hit me up wherever I can send you a link or just go look in our chat in Twitch. Uh, join us every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, United States of America. Because we're global? What did we say? That's universal time clock minus six. Is that what it was? That's right. Universal time minus six, I think. I will, discussion. I will leave that to people much smarter than me. <laughs> We figured it out last week. <laughs> I forget what it was, though. Yeah, was it was last out. week or was it a month ago? Was it a month ago? It, it was, was a while. Like a ago. Time flies, baby. All these holidays. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas vote to everybody. Happy New Year to everybody. Take a look at the show titles. Vote. And uh, with that, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. <laughs> for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy? I get to be Randy. <laughs> Merry Christmas God. for Happy Holidays for JC for Brian, Cooch Brian, Brian. and for Mr. Genius. I am Norm. We'll catch you on the flip side.
See ya. Later. Mm. Mm.